often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 512. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. Sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse yet again. I almost fucked up and said the bunker. I haven't been in the bunker in years. Well, it's been like right a, just a hair over a year. It's been <laughs> since the bunker. Ah, the glory days, man. The glory days. Like, uh, was it Springsteen? <laughs> I was talking about the glory days. The podcast. Back in the bunker days. You know, sadly, I'm thinking about it. I don't think we ever named the studio when we were out recording in Edwardsville, which to me, actually, the OG days... We were in Shelly's apartment. I mean, that, to me, was glory days. Although, one of my favorite episodes I was just kind of listening to a little bit of, a little clip of, was back in the bunker around the same time. You know, it was like uh, episode 17 or 21, something like that. It was 17, yeah. 17, it was Barry O hanging out in the bunker. Where I was talking about as B- Barry O was saying that uh, Joe Biden likes golden showers. <laughs> He likes to piss on himself <laughs> in the restroom of the White House. Um, that has not officially been confirmed. That was just by the Barry O character, which we come to find out that episode, spoiler alert, that uh, <laughs> was just, a, I, I believe it was a homeless guy that wandered into the Slapbox bunker. I think that's what we determined, that it wasn't actually the President of the United States at that time, that it was a homeless person that uh, talked kind of like President Obama. <laughs> Something to that effect. I don't know. It's been a minute. I mean, by that, like, ten years. Whatever it is. <laughs> or nine. I don't know. It was around 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. So we're looking at, like, nine or ten years ago. It, it's, of course, you know, episode 17. That, that had to have been the first year. Had to have been. So that would have been 2012. So, yeah, that's like ten years ago, man. That was glory days, though, man. Oh, so good. But, uh, man, I did get yet another notice in the mail the other day. It was bringing me down and making me, I guess, helping me reminisce about the glory days is trying to avoid, you know, the funness of life these days. Is I've gotten uh, <laughs> now my third fucking jury summons since, uh, I guess, my time period for possibly being a juror um it started in january i guess the beginning of january went on to the it goes on to the end of june i had received two jury summons prior to this um through this time period i had had one years ago and never had to do it the first two of course i i didn't have to do it uh, if you've listened recently to the podcast i've talked about it <laughs> and excuses that possibly get out I feel if I'm just honest, maybe I talk about the podcast or something, they're going to be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> or just have my general opinions about things. I hear if you don't ask any qu- or you know, respond much, that you just yes, no kind of stuff, that they're more likely to pick you as a juror. So if I just go in, like maybe I take a, like a Red Bull, like I just did, like not too long before doing this podcast, and, you know, I'm just like, bam, 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 like, talking, won't shut up. Like, then maybe they'll be like, hey, you know what, maybe we don't want him as a juror. But yet I digress to, uh, uh, yet again, as my point I was trying to get it into was that I've got my third fucking jury's no- jury uh, summons, and it is my time period, whatever you want to call it, for getting summoned as a juror ends June 30th. This current trial that I am scheduled to sh- appear for jury duty is on June 27th. Like, you motherfuckers, three days before I was out. I was in the clear. Probably would have been, like, at least another year or two years or something before 
get another thing saying like, hey, the next six months you could be a juror. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, ah, damn, like somebody really wants to put me on a jury. I don't know what's going on here. Three damn summons. Three is uh just I'm not really looking forward to to doing it. It, it. The the plus side though is each time I've gotten a summons though, at least it's not St. Louis County. I don't have to drive into downtown St. Louis. It's Franklin County, which is you know over in the courthouse there in Union and uh much less of a drive. I'd hate to fucking go all the way into St. Louis to uh, do jury duty, which, you know, gas costs, you know, I don't know, $1,000 a gallon, whatever it is now. <laughs> if, you know, I would have had to drive into St. Louis, I would have, I don't know, tried to, like, siphon people's gas just to be able to afford to drive up there. That That might be a thing. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not quite to that point, but... I feel like now it'd be harder to siphon people's gas because I believe a lot of gas tanks now just kind of lock. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I guess, I guess mine doesn't. That's, I'm sure that's probably a thing that's <laughs> probably occurring more now that prices of gas is really expensive. I'm, uh, see, just siphoning gas. I'm sure there's probably a lot of news about that. Um. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff. There's uh, people definitely looking at news stories. There's quite a bit within uh, recent days of people gas siphoning. Um, I know that uh, in the seventies, I guess it was whenever uh, there was like the, around the I guess the time of the Iran uh, hostage situation. There was like gas shortages that uh, siphoning gas got really bad then, and then people were putting locks on their uh, gas caps. <clears throat> and uh, I'm wondering, <laughs> uh, if there's oh, there's ga- siphoning gas memes. What do we got here? <laughs> uh. There's just pictures of people literally siphoning gas. Um, There's... (laughs) Oh, this is one that's nice, which, I mean, it kind of works. It's siphoning gas from the neighbor who says, I'm happy to pay more for gas if it holds Russia accountable. Well... (laughs) It the the point of that though it's like it's not really holding the Russia accountable because the price of gas holds up, but like the higher that is, uh, the better Russia econo- uh, 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 Russia's economy is doing. So that uh, <laughs> that doesn't work out. <laughs> that doesn't work out at all. Uh, but yeah, I, obviously that's going to be a re- real problem. Um. Uh, <clears throat> as, eh, yeah, most of these uh, memes are just politically driven. Shocker there. Real shocker. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, it's like three jury summons. Like, I feel like my luck's probably running out on this. My perfect streak probably ended at three. I feel like I'm going to at least have to show up to this one and then go through the jury selection process. Just say it. It's you know I felt like last time on the second, my third I guess jury summons ever is the second time during this run or whatever. I've got I was like I felt sure like oh this is this is gonna be it I'm gonna have to fucking go in, <laughs> and it got called off. I was so excited I thought I was in the clear, and within less than a month to go I get that fucking third jury summons. Days before it ends. Days. I'm going to be bumming on that for a while. I got a couple of weeks yet before that happens. And it appears that whenever they settle out of court, they wait until like the night before, it seems. So I'm just going to be not sure whether I'm doing jury duty until it's, that's a Monday, I believe. Yeah, the 27th there. Until that fucking Monday. Not going to know. Not going to know. And, uh, 
And so that's <laughs> that's where I'm at with that son of a bitch. And I still don't have that damn guitar. It's still looking. It. I don't have any reason to believe I won't get it in July. But it's driving me nuts that I'm still like a crackhead going on Musicians Friends website and refreshing that uh, Adam Jones guitar to see if it's in stock. And I've seen now on six different days, six different days now, where it clearly states on their website the guitar is in stock and ready to ship. Now, it doesn't last on there for very long when it says that. Usually it's just a couple hours, sometimes more than a couple hours. And then it's back to saying it's on back order. Driving me insane. Driving me insane. I wish that uh, I could at least see, like, the queue that I'm on. And, like, if if it's, like, uh, there's got to be some reason why their website keeps saying this. I know that when I've talked to them that they've said <clears> that it must be some kind of, they don't know why that's happening, but they know that, you know, they're not getting more stock until July or though, or maybe it's just the fact that I, my, my specific one isn't coming until July. I realized that there was, might've been people that ordered it before me, even though I ordered the day it was released. I know there's some people ordered it before it was officially released. I don't know how long the queue is in front of me. They, they, there's no way for me to know that. And uh, maybe there's people that are still waiting to get that through Musicians Friends. You know, there could be like, I don't know, 100 people. I, I have no idea. There could be one. <laughs> but I'm wondering if they've got like just a big line of people that have ordered the guitar at this point. And then when they get stock in, even though they're already accounted for, this is just a theory I have that even though they are accounted for with back orders, that it just automatically goes into the system and shows they have stock even though those guitars are already sold. (laughs) I'm wondering if that's the case because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that the website would just randomly show that they have stock and that it's ready to ship. Like, it doesn't make sense unless they're adding it somewhere in the system. Like, I don't think the computer, the program, is just doing it on its own. I could be wrong. I, I have no idea. I have no idea what their program is like for their website. I, I uh, <laughs> my uh, somewhat limited knowledge of programming, um, <laughs> I just really don't know. I guess I could go on and check out the elements, inspect the elements, see what I could, what I could find. Some hidden shit on their website. It's probably not going to help me. No, none of that info is probably going to help me. Let's see here. Let's inspect the element. Or, uh, yeah. As, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just finding what the website is made of here. The HTML and find out what kind of JavaScript they're using. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have access to their inventory. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah. It looks, it's nice colors on my screen. That's nice. Let's see here, all the divs is uh, creating events. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I have been working on more tool songs, being able to play them. As uh, <laughs> I've been working on Opiate 2. That is the uh, recent re-release, I guess, of the OG song Opiate from their first release. It was the title track on Opiate. <laughs> As uh, they've they've uh, changed it a little bit. Um, initially, uh, I don't know, I had mixed thoughts on feelings on Opiate 2. As, uh, yeah, I love the uh, original song. Um, but it's like, it's heavy, classic heavy tool back in those days. And Maynard's really just, you know... He's he's angry during those original vocals, which is I feel like for that song the way it you know the the words it seems appropriate that he should be angry. Um, that being said, uh, Opiate Two's not bad. Um, the vocals do sound weird. It seems like it doesn't really match up to the music so well. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's weird. 
in my head. They're kind of tinny. But uh, after listening to a bunch, like I, I don't, I, I've enjoyed it more. I definitely like some of the stuff they added with the guitar parts there, uh, like the big, the big j- long jam sequence like in the middle of the song. Like that's uh, it's it's got a nice little sound to it. Not too typical. Uh, it's not too too uh, difficult to play. That uh, it's got a nice little sound. He does a nice little pull through. Uh, instead of picking with a pick hand uh, on part, he just does a little pull through to get the last note of that one riff down. And I've always liked that Adam Jones technique that I haven't really known until, for, I don't know, the last ten, five, ten years or something. I've, when I finally uh, found a YouTube video that showed that he pulls through the strings with his fret hand, to hit a lot of notes, I was like, it, it was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense as to why I can never make a lot of these songs sound right when I was playing it. And I'd f- just find some fucking random tab on the internet or something to see what he's playing. And it, I would just think it was just a, a picking on a hammer on like the song uh, Enema or Anima, whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh, Playing that one, I could never get it to sound right, although that one's not, he's not quite pulling through the strings. He's just like hammering on the strings with his fret hand and not picking it. He's just hitting him really hard. You got to build your your thumb, or not your thumb, but your uh, your fingers up a little bit to uh, hit that. Or, you know, strings, string gauge helps with that and your setup. But, uh, anywho, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Opiate 2 is fun. I've got that just song just playing over and over in my head. And uh, uh, the tone he's got. Adam, Adam's tone on that. So good. So good. I just hope that I, I can, uh, you know, make somewhat of a <laughs> decent video. I'm hoping when I do the unboxing video and I uh, uh, play a little bit that I don't fuck up while I'm playing. And that's going to that's gonna be difficult. I'm going to have to make sure before right before I shoot that, that I, I go through some warm-ups, pull out, the I guess, the Epiphone, really warm up before I do it, playing a little medley that I'm going to play. Because <laughs> I don't want to do a bunch of cuts and make it obvious that, oh, he fucked up here and then just <laughs> inserted <laughs> other stuff. I want to do one, you know, one take with initial thoughts. And uh, it'll probably be pretty obvious that my rhythm sucks. <laughs> As, especially with Tool songs, since... The time signatures change a little bit, you know, or a lot, is, uh most of them are not in four four times. However, opiate and opiate two four four, so that that's a good one for me to stick with. Uh, still, though, I'm I'm terrible at counting while I'm playing, so <laughs> keeping in in time, and uh, that will probably show. But if I keep each riff to a short riff. And then just have several riffs from throughout their catalog. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be good. I'm just hoping that it it sounds really nice plugged into my uh, Marshall uh, Valve State amp. As uh, that that would be nice in the old uh, diesel VH4 pedal. Get that nice kick to the face. I love the sound of that thing. I've never I've never actually had an overdrive pedal though, so. <laughs> I guess had I had you know some another overdrive pedal would have been pretty exciting, but that diesel sound is, it's nice. It's nice. But uh, I've also thought about uh, I might make a purchase after this podcast here that uh, an XLR to quarter inch cord to uh, plug the guitar into the whole. Uh, mixer right right here that I'm using for the old podcast and try to get uh some kind of programs to uh do some amp uh simulations and be able to play my guitar through through here just for shits and giggles. I don't know how good it's gonna sound playing through this mixer, but uh I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's uh <laughs> only way I'll know. I can those chords are cheap. That's an easy way for me to plug it in, I, there's other options, things that I could use to plug it in to get into my computer. Um, but it seems like one of the cheaper options is just plug it in through the soundboard. Since I have a mixer and everything, I'm just hoping that there's not a lot of excess noise and all of that good jazz, whatever, 
from uh, plugging in and through there. <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, other than that, you know, uh, I did make some purchases on Amazon the other day as uh, I've started to train uh, for running trails. I think I've probably mentioned this before. Is In October, uh, there's the Ozark Trail Race. Um, pull up some info on that. As uh, it is, it's the end of October. It's like, it is... October 29th, that is a Saturday, and starts at 6 a.m. on that Saturday. It is a 100-mile trail race um, on the Ozark Trail, and it... <laughs> I've never been one to really run trails. Um, I've done it uh, several times, but it's it's a different beast from running on the road. Um, I, I'm really out of shape after, especially after, uh, getting injured while training for that last marathon I was supposed to do in April. And, uh, it's been, it's been a battle to get back, but, uh, I did run Greensfelder trail there by behind six flags. If you're familiar with the Eureka, Missouri area, you just take, uh, if you're heading on West 44, you take the first exit there when you get to Eureka, that the Six Flags exit right there at Six Flags. You take, uh, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the road. I don't remember the road name now. Um, it's right behind Six Flags. There's, like, several trails back there. There's a... Uh, from what I understand, there's Green, Greensfelder, Castlewood, and at least, like, DeClue. I think there might be a few other ones. But, like, you go right behind Six Flags, and there's quite a few uh, technical trails that you can run on. And, of course, I should note, I've ran on the Katy Trail a lot, or the Riverfront Trail here in uh, Washington, Missouri, which the Riverfront Trail is just pavement. So that, you know, it's not... <laughs> Gonna get me used to something like the Ozark Trail, as uh, there's a lot of rocks and hills, a lot of rocks, no paved areas, I don't believe. And uh, like Katie Trail, that's just that's like running on kitty litter. That's a that that's nothing. Um, I ran a lot on the Katie Trail is what I was gonna get at there, and uh, the technical trails. I've only ran, I guess, a little over a handful of times. I've done Greensfelder. I've done Castlewood, uh, Lost Valley. Uh, I might have done a few more. Um, but uh, it's it's a different beast. When I ran uh, Wednesday, yeah, I ran out there at Greensfelder Wednesday with my my good friend Rich, and. Uh, <clears throat> I knew it was going to be rough because I haven't ran on a technical trail in uh, several years. And uh, I I didn't fall, but I came several times to, like, falling. As, uh, you got to watch out for uh, tree roots and such. They'll get you. They'll just come up and bite you. And <laughs> I, I came very close uh, getting my feet caught on, on those. And, and, you know, after a while of running, especially if you're – not in great shape. The longer you go, your your legs get heavier. And uh, if you're not picking your foot up all the way, especially on a technical trail like that, it can get risky. It can get uh, dangerous. And uh, <laughs> I've yet to actually fall, but I've come so close many times on trails of biting it. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, I actually was surprised with my performance, at least, on Wednesday. It really took it out of me the next couple of days. Um, but I made it like five miles before I had to do any walking and, uh, the hill, the hills and elevation, man, this seems like you're constantly going up <laughs> there. The trails we are doing, there's like several options on Greensfelder. There's like the Eagle trail. Um, 
I don't remember what all they are. It's like eagles, it's like different animals. I think it might be an elephant, something of that nature. Uh, but it seems like you're always going up. There's like slight downhill and then oh, oh going back up. <laughs> matter which direction you're going. I don't know how that works. Uh, but I also didn't have trail shoes either, so my shoes are made for running on the road, and that makes a huge difference um, as uh, all those rocks getting pounded into my feet, just taking that pounding, just fucking my feet all up. And uh, it didn't feel too bad that day. It was the day after, and the second day after that, that's when I really started to feel it. I was start starting to worry that I might have some plantar fasciitis really rearing its ugly head in again, but it seems like that part's gone away. A little shin's a little rough right now, but uh, I've uh, muscled through, and I actually bought my first ever pair of trail shoes that I should get in next Tuesday and enough time to run trails again on uh, Wednesday as uh, some technical trails, at least. Um... But, uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping to not get injured and be in enough shape come October 29th that I can pace my sister there. Uh, she will be, will be doing the actual race, the 100-mile trail race. And uh, I, I <laughs> from what I understand, um, like there's different places you can pace from and uh i think you're not allowed to get a pacer until after like mile 40 something like that Cause, yeah there's an aid station right there at mile 40 at brooks creek that i think might be where you can start to get pacers something like that i'm not real sure um <laughs> but uh the uh i w- there's one section I could possibly uh, pacer at, which would be like a 25-mile section, and that I'm, I really want to shoot for that, at least that, uh, just so I can have a nice little, little something, almost like because that's pretty much marathon distance. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to just show up and just like run, you know, a very small section. <laughs> If I'm gonna put it in, uh, put in the time, the train. I wanted, you know, a nice little plate, a nice little uh, outing, I guess. Um, here's a little section on their website though about the pacing. It says runners may have a pacer beginning at the Brooks Creek Aid Station. So yeah, I think that was at 40. Yeah, that's at 40. Um, runners 60 years and older may have a pacer from the start but must notify the race director no later than 6 p.m. on Friday, October 28th of their intention to use a pacer for the entire race or for any portion of the race prior to Burke's Creek Aid Station. Runners are allowed to have only one pacer at a time. The only exception to this rule is that runners are allowed to have as many pacers as they would like from the point where they cross the Courtois Creek? Courtois Creek? I don't know how do you... <laughs> pronounce that just after entering the bass river resort to the finish line oh well i might want to have to coordinate with her that you can only have one pacer at a time i'm not sure but uh i feel weird uh nailing down like uh, if we're gonna do that i might as well just say the 25 mile deal and maybe show up at the end um but yeah, only allowed one pacer at a time. The only exception to this rule is that runners are allowed to have as many pacers as they would like from the point where they cross the Courtois Creek or whatever. Cortis? Uh, Quitus? <laughs> Any runner who has more than one pacer at a time prior to crossing the, the creek at Bass River Resort will be disqualified from the race. Oh, yeah. Don't. So don't do that. Um... Do, 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 do pacers and vehicle pacer shuttle services are not provided by the race organization. I, I'm aware of that. So that uh, I will have to coordinate, I guess, with her and what uh, make sure that she uh, see if she has any other pacers. I am not sure on that. That could be an issue. 
I didn't really think about that. Um, but uh, I'm going to know a lot of people there. I can at least hang out at aid stations. I definitely... <sighs> like, if she's already got, like... I, I Man, it would suck if she's already got, like, a pacer for the big segment. I really want to do that for it. Do, like, almost marathon deal. And uh, if I can't do that, I might have to just, like, turn, you know, do the race. <laughs> I can't run 100 miles. I definitely don't have enough time to train for that or to get in shape in time for that. But the thought just to, you know, is like, oh, no, if I can't pace her, then I might have to just sign up for the race. And that's probably... It's probably not a great idea. I really don't have time to train for that. Um, where do you sign up for... Oh, here we go. How much is registration? That was... Uh, what are the fees, man? I imagine it's probably around a hundo, at least. I'm not sure. Do do do. Uh, not telling me. Tells me, of course, where it's at. Steelville, Missouri. This is a point-to-point race on the Ozark Trail. Mark Twain National Forest. Um, the race is mostly on single track uh, trail with several water crossings and approximately 12,000 feet of elevation gain. That ain't no fucking joke. Uh, <laughs> trail surface varies from smooth dirt trail to moderately technical trail with lots of leaves covering the trail. Watch out for snakes is what that says to me. Um, the total distance of the race is approximately 101 miles. Oh, fuck you. It's 101 miles, you bastards. That one, I'm out. <laughs> you add that one. Um. All participants in this event will uh, will need to be able to follow the fixed OT markers the entire distance of the Ozark Trail 100. There will be no temporary markers used to mark the course. Registration is limited to 90 entrants. Um, do, 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 but it does not say... Oh, here we go. There's different tabs you can clock on. As Agent Mulder's freaking out. I don't know what he's freaking out. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> That's more expensive than I would have thought. Um, if I register before the end of June, it's $250. Where, uh, yeah, I, I don't have $250 to register. So that at least I got that to look forward to. I'm going to have to plan that way in advance if I ever decide to do that race. So I won't have that <laughs> in the back of my head. Um, Mulder, come on, man. Fox. Let's, uh, call, normally during the podcast these days, he just camps out behind me. And today, tonight, he's, uh, he's downstairs, probably meowing at the neighbor's cat or something. Or there's other, some other kind of animal out there. Not sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be at least out at o- Ozark Trail. We'll find, we'll have to see how far of a segment I do. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's a good chunk. Hopefully it's like that 25-mile segment or whatever. Hopefully I'm not injured. I just like uh, having a, like a goal set up like a race or whatever so I can kind of go by somewhat of a training plan and get back in shape because son of a bitch, I am not in good shape and I'm just getting older. It's harder to stay in shape and uh, <laughs> I, I work so much that I've really gone back to relying on energy drinks and that's, you know, the sugar content is through the roof on those things. And it's just not good for your body. It's uh, making it very hard for me to keep my weight down. And uh, if I don't have that stuff, I'm just like dead tired. As And then I'm just, uh, just the little bit I've increased my running the last two weeks. And uh, it is, uh, it's really had an effect on me as the, uh, I have been just, tired <laughs> when I'm not running. <laughs> I feel like I got beat. Beat bad. So, uh, yeah. Gotta do something. Gotta do something to, to get in the old shape there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm still playing a lot of guitar, and uh, that's fun and all, but uh, there's still some good uh, watch uh, TV. I guess not really TV shows, but shows. <laughs> I watch it on a TV. Does that make it a TV show? Streaming shows? Um, I do like Obi-Wan, and I just love, you know, Star Wars in general. And it's great, but man, there's definitely... 
I was thought it was kind of cool seeing the room where they had the Jedi's entombed, and uh, reminded me almost like uh, Jurassic Park. It looked like they were encased in amber, and the cat was cat chill. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, he he likes to watch Obi Wan. Maybe that's why he's freaking out. Um, I am going to pause this for a second here. Okay, Mulder is back. I got him upstairs now. I I was about to close the door. Of course, he does not like that when I close the door. He heard me closing the door (laughs) and then ran upstairs. Now he's just like sitting in the hallway, staring at me. Like, what's up, dude? What are you doing? Now he's going to, oh, man. Come on. Come on, uh, Agent Mulder here. Chill out, buddy. There's something going on outside. I, that's why it's freaking me out. I think I hear some chi- children or something. Is ah, oh, you know I should have done. I got the laser pointer, and he loves that. I should next time I record, I should uh, bring that up here so I can distract him with the laser pointer while I'm <laughs> recording. Probably work. Oh, here he comes. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna calm down now. I think. He's scratching. He's got something to do there. Um. Anyway, Obi-Wan, there was the tomb, I guess, whatever that is. I don't know if those Jedi, I assume those Jedi in there are supposed to be dead. I know I had seen people on the internet talk about the one shot they thought it looked like Mace Windu. I'm going to say it's not Mace Windu, but uh, I fully expect to see Samuel L. Jackson return to Star Wars at some point. As uh, I know he wants to do it. He's he's a huge fan and he loves playing Mace Windu, and why would they not bring him back? I mean, that was, like, people like Mace Windu <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson. It's a, It just seems like a win-win. But uh, it was. Uh, it did remind me, it looked like they were encased in amber, like in Jurassic Park when they find the uh, fossils, where the, uh, the mosquito in the original, the OG Jurassic Park, not the uh, newer ones with uh, Chris Pratt, but uh, the OG, and uh, of course they use the DNA from the mosquito encased in an- amber. Maybe that's what they're doing with those Jedi. Maybe it has something to do with the uh, Palpatine clones. And they're using the the Metaclorians, I guess, from those Jedi. I'm assuming it's something of that nature going on there. There's something nefarious, of course, as to why they're holding on to the, all these Jedi. Um, but, uh, Obi-Wan though, like it's a good show and all, and I don't, I don't want to disparage it because Age of Mulder's going to get upset again, <laughs> but I feel like, man, I, I, I want to see another Star Wars movie in the theater. The big downside for me to Obi-Wan, and it seemed this way for a good chunk of Book of Boba Fett. I didn't feel like that through the whole series of Book of Boba Fett, but I'm going to get the point I'm trying to get to is that it seems that there's a very low budget as to what I'm accustomed to when it comes to Star Wars and that it could look a lot better than what how it's looking. There's parts that look good. I really liked when Vader and Obi-Wan came head-to-head in Episode 3, I guess is what that was, and the, the lighting, they had the lightsabers and stuff look good, but then you can tell that it's not a very big set. Like, there's not a whole lot in there. And there's not a lot of detail in things. And I, I, I realize that, you know, it's it's very expensive to make shows like that. And so, but if they had a movie budget, you know, they'd be able to put a lot more stuff in there. Just saying. I'm really hoping to, you know, get back to a day when I can at least ex- expect one Star Wars movie a year or something. That'd be great. Or every two years. It's been a few years now, you know. I realized there was a whole pandemic and stuff such, but uh, (laughs) the shows are entertaining. But man, I really love going to the movie theater and seeing just this complete other universe, you know? The stuff that's so involved. I mean, the prequels look pretty pretty rough when you watch them now, the effects that they use. But the sequel trilogy, 
Now, maybe the story was lackluster in, in areas, and it wasn't real crazy about a lot of The Last Jedi and such. But to be able to just go to a movie theater and see, and even with, you know, that, that last, the sequel trilogy there, it looked really good. It looked really good from a visual standpoint, of course. Uh, plot, plot got a little rough at times. Um, and of course the sound effects are still Star Wars. The shows, like, I feel like, of course, I'm not, again, I'm not watching it on the big screen either, but the sets are smaller. There's just not, I don't feel completely immersed in the story, but I, I definitely feel like the, the Mandalorian, I feel like they probably had a bigger budget for that. And I don't feel that as much in the Mandalorian. I think part of the problem is with these other shows, they're trying to go to these massive cities and stuff. And, uh, I feel like if they can, of course, even in the Tatooine scenes, there's like that scene where, uh, Obi-Wan goes to a border crossing, I guess, whatever that is. And they've got the, uh, laser gate set up. And <laughs> it's like, you couldn't have made it look a little bit more harder to get through because it looked like me. It was a very small little gate. And it looked like you could just walk around the gate. It was like there was nothing much there. They didn't could have made it look like it was harder to get around. I don't know. <laughs> but I it, it just looked like problems with budget, you know. They just didn't have the funds to put all this stuff in there, you know. And uh but it can still be entertaining. It's uh uh, I, just me talking about it, I, I'm worried that I'm going to make somebody else feel negative towards it and like ruin their experience for the show because I know I go on YouTube and when I have negative th- things like thinking about like like thinking the budget's really hurting them and that they're just not putting enough money in it for it to hit how I wanted it to hit whatever look like I wanted to look um I find all these YouTube videos where people share that opinion and like go delve into it further. And I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I just want to watch it and like enjoy it. Why can't, why do I have to be so cynical? <laughs> why can't I be like a five-year-old watching it again? Damn it. Why did I have to become 41? <laughs> it just had to happen. If I could just revert my brain back to being a child again and then, then watch it, I feel like it would be a lot easier. <laughs> For me to uh, not be so cynical, <laughs> as uh, but I mean, there's there's entertaining parts to it, but I just really want the uh, the theater experience again, though, with Star Wars. Is this to me? I love going to the movie theater and just seeing stuff anyway, like at the theater. But I don't think there's any better movie to watch at the movie theater than fucking Star Wars. And you can quote me on that, motherfuckers. That is... I don't think it gets any better than that. Um, (laughs) But, uh... Yeah. (laughs) Get back to it, Disney. Get back to it. Though, hopefully it's not through a Ryan Johnson trilogy. (laughs) That would be a downer. Like, oh, you finally give me another goddamn... Uh, Star Wars movie, but please don't be Ryan Johnson. Star Wars that wouldn't that wouldn't be cool. Wouldn't be cool. Uh. <laughs> As uh, hmm. I'm looking to see if there's any new news because I know Star Wars Celebration just happened. Uh. There's uh oh apparently Ryan Johnson f- said fuck it and reignited the last Jedi debate. Or they claim it was the debate whether it's a good film or not. <laughs> uh according this is on Uprox here, it says uh The Last Jedi is I have to imagine no one's second favorite movie in the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy. It's either your favorite for brilliantly subverting the worst Star Wars tropes or your least favorite for returning Luke Skywalker into a defeated grump who turns his back on the Jedi. 
someone who belongs to the former camp. It's my third favorite Star Wars movie overall. Wow. I wanted to burn it down every time I looked at writer and director Ryan Johnson's Twitter mentions whenever he tweeted about the movie. Um, it might be my least favorite. <laughs> um, heck, Johnson still hears from pissed off Star Wars fan five years later, so it's understandable that he muted the replies to his first The Last Jedi tweet in some time. I haven't touched this stuff in years, but Brian lines them up and knocks them down so succinctly and with such a pleasant tone, I figured, eh, fuck it. Replies off to spare his timeline. The Knives Out director tweeted, he was, quote, tweeting a thread from writer and filmmaker Brian Young who wrote, I've been seeing some interpretations of The Last Jedi on my mentions that are making me scratch my head and wonder if I saw the same movie, so I thought I'd tackle a few of them in a thread. The whole thing is worth a read, but here are some highlights. Uh, so Brian Young's here saying, uh, Ryan Johnson was pulling a lot from Arthurian legend, too. The lightsaber is a stand-in for Excalibur, upon which is written, Take me up, cast me away. Arthur, later in life, had to grapple with the legacy of his violence. Luke's arc in The Last Jedi is steeped in the history of Star Wars and mythology of the world when he realizes neutrality benefits the oppressors. He comes back, but on his terms, taking up the appearance of the Excal- uh, the appearance of Excalibur without betraying his ideals, the pinnacle of being a Jedi. Luke's arc in The Last Jedi is steeped in the history of Star Wars and mythology of the world when he realizes neutrality benefits the... Oh, it's the same thing I'm reading. God damn it. <laughs> says uh, another complaint some people didn't like Leia's survival after Ben's attack on the Radis that's subjective I guess but uh, I and many audience members found it moving and beautiful Leia uses the force in pretty much every Star Wars movie so this was no surprise to anyone yeah that didn't bother me this is a none of this is quite getting to the the worst part of it to me um and then uh, he then goes on to say, so like you didn't like it, cool, but that says more about you than the film. It works in the story and as uh, and as a moment. Tell me you didn't pay attention to The Last Jedi without telling me you didn't pay attention to The Last Jedi. Canto Bite didn't have a point. Uh, <laughs> another one was that Rose somehow ruined Finn's sacrifice and doomed the Resistance and that this is uh, one... Just don't understand. The filmmaking is clear that Finn's gesture would have been futile and killed only him. I'll totally do threads like this about other Star Wars movies too. I love all of them to some extent. I have done threads on all of them. This isn't new to the Last Jedi, and it doesn't get to like the big ones. I think that are the real problem here. The the one of the worst things of that film is the slow chase. The slow chase. And here I'm go- going all cynical again just reading this. Damn it. I wish I wouldn't have looked up this news. I just... <laughs> I was just talking about it. I didn't want to become cynical. And here I go again. Being cynical. Um, The slow chase. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. And then the uh, suicide thing that... Uh, I can't remember the... Uh, was it Admiral... Uh, there was a uh, shit Laura Dern's character. I can't remember her name in the the film because I've only I haven't watched in a long time. But when she does the suicide maneuver to take out the f- fleet after like er, the big star destroyer or whatever, like that, just seems like well, why didn't they do that in other films with uh, like say the Death Star and stuff? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but uh, the the slow chase, like Finn leaves goes to this fucking gambling planet way far away while this slow chase is going on he fucking goes off to do this thing like nothing like no big deal we got time we got time we got we got days we got weeks we got weeks before they finally catch up they could put that shit into you know (laughs) oh these ships are so fast in all of Star Wars, you know, this is the the first I've ever heard where they they can't go past a certain speed, and that it's just this slow fucking chase. <laughs> just, that whole part is just so ridiculous, and then Finn just disappears off to the uh, the other planet where they pick up Benicio del Toro. It just doesn't make it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. 
and it, you know, then they didn't throw Lando in there, which seemed like the perfect time to throw Lando into a fucking movie. I realized they they had to put him in the final uh, film there of the uh, sequel trilogy, of course, the Rise of Skywalker. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that slow chase. Also, the there's some sloppy stuff in the Last Jedi, like the uh, <laughs> of course me being truly cynical again. The lightsaber duel, which is, it looks cool, but when you really break it down, there's just some just sloppiness that's going on. Uh, maybe I wouldn't have noticed had I watched had not watched a lot of YouTube videos on it, but the fight with uh, Ray and Kylo, where they're getting in with the the whole Snoke thing, that really seemed like a big fuck you to it. Like they're setting up Snoke to have this huge backstory and all this stuff. And then as soon as you see him, like, they just kill him right off. I feel like that was the big fuck you to everybody that Ryan Johnson was putting out there. And that was, maybe I could get over that whole slow chase thing, but there was too many things to me that added up to, like, just kind of, like, and it seemed like he was really destroying a lot of storylines, and things just didn't add up. It's just, I don't know. I think he was too worried about making such a completely different film. And, uh, which the, to be fair, I mean, the force awakens comes out. I I like that film a lot, but it is really just a newer version of a new hope. I mean, the story is just the same, which the story with all of star Wars, I guess like all these stories repeat a lot. And George Lucas was, uh, said it's like it, it's intentional that the, a lot of these stories repeat over time, like throughout, like, uh, how did he put it through? Like, uh, <laughs> like a poem or something like that. I don't remember exactly what exactly he said about that, but it's not, <clears throat> it's intentional that a lot of this stuff repeats like through the family, like the Skywalker trilogy, as it were. Um, I feel like maybe Ryan Johnson having a sequel trilogy though, like won't be bad if it's undo nothing to do with uh the main line of films as uh if we just get something in a different era and if he wants to really be different you know uh just have it completely like there's I feel like he he did a lot of shitting on Star Wars like he was just shitting on the fans as it were with that he was like he watched, like myself, probably watched way too many videos where people are speculating on <laughs> all the theories on Snoke and all that, which I got down that rabbit hole, and it got a little crazy. Got a little crazy, and I think he watched all those videos as well and be like, I'll show you motherfuckers. I am just going to, you know what, we're just going to kill them off and then say nothing about them. And then J.J. Abrams is going to have to, like, really kind of really force out some crazy story in the next film to try to <laughs> explain away <laughs> all of the shit that I did in this film. As uh, he really made it hard, I would imagine, on the writers on the uh, the Rise of Skywalker to put anything uh, remotely <laughs> entertaining, I guess, or just make the plot really line up. But, uh, yeah, I th- that's it on my rant for Last Jedi. I'm going to stop <laughs> shitting on it, at least today. Uh, I did like Looper. I mean, I liked some things that Brian Johnson's done outside of Star Wars. So maybe there, maybe he wouldn't do a terrible job, like on a just a completely different time period in Star Wars or different whatever, something in a, a different galaxy. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, maybe he could wow me in some other way. Uh, I I am super glad though that uh, the guy DB uh, said DB Cooper DB Weiss and uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but the the Game of Thrones guys that were the original showrunners. Um, I'm still glad that they they are not doing a Star Wars trilogy at this point because I. Another thing, I guess, I can be cynical about is just the the way they really they threw in the towel at the end of Game of Thrones. It was such a good show, such a good show, and I'm not even excited to see the new uh, 
Game of Thrones show because just like the way they ended that show was just they just just shit the bed. All right, winter's over. We've been waiting all all these years for winter. It finally hits, and then we're like it's over in a matter of like seconds. And then it was it was disappointing. It was like being jerked off for like eight eight years, whatever, <laughs> however many years. It was probably like ten years. I don't remember what exactly Game of Thrones started and ended. But being jerked off for that long and never getting to come. And then the cum shot's just a, just like a little, like a drop comes out. Like, what, like what is that? Like, you've been, you've been toying with me this whole time. And then, then nothing. No real payoff. No, no payoff. It's just a little poof of smoke at this point. <laughs> it comes out of comes out of the tip. Uh, um. But uh, yeah, as uh, <laughs> uh. Anyway, so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting those trail shoes in at least. Maybe that'll uh make running trails fun. I can see how it is kind of fun to go out and run on the trails. Cause it, it, when you go out and running, I mean, running can be really boring, you know, especially going by yourself and stuff. But, uh, and when I do do it now, most of the time it's by myself and I'm totally fine with that. And just like, uh, go out immediately. I can't do treadmills. That shit is just straight torture. You're not getting anywhere. Although it would be, it might be kind of nice if I set up a treadmill here in the penthouse because I could then watch, watch shows and stuff while I'm doing it. So it would be less of a drag. But my body does not like treadmills. No matter what I do, it's a, it's a real bitch. Um. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, running, running on the old same routes and stuff. It, it can, yeah. I've done some of the, these routes around where I live, like maybe even thousands of times at this point. It's been <laughs> over and over on a lot of them. Um, and uh, it's it's nice to go out on these trails. And also, I mean, it's going to get fucking hot. I mean, it's been hot these last few days, but it's we're going to hit triple digits this next week. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be pretty high humidity as well. So it's going to be pretty miserable, at least with these uh, trail runs. There's a lot of trees, so there is some coverage from the sun. And uh, that might make it somewhat more enjoyable. But at least, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to see out in the trails as opposed to just running on the same route of asphalt that I've ran on for many years. You know, maybe see... Find some mushrooms. Could uh, you know see see some snakes? Is that, I've seen plenty of those on the Katy Trail, and I do uh, run a fair amount on the Katy Trail still. So I <laughs> see plenty of those. It's a little bit harder to uh, get away from them in the uh, trails like Greensfelder, though. Like there's way more places for them to hide. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess. Uh, was there uh, anything? I feel like there was other things I was going to bring up in the show tonight, but uh, since I never write shit down, <laughs> uh, it's hard to recall. Um, I did, uh, however, uh, I kind of, I didn't. I was going to try it tonight, but the the heat is kind of a problem with this. Um, in the other room, I I would had uh, started setting up the. Uh, sound booth in the closet as Mulder's freaking out again. And uh, don't worry. Don't worry, Fox. We're going to be done soon. Um, I, uh, I've i got... I kind of last night ended up like finishing pretty much putting like foam all over the walls. So they're in that closet. I mean, it is like covered in foam and I've got moving blankets set up where there isn't foam. However, it does make it a lot hotter in that room. But uh, I am not in the closet right now. I am out of the closet. <laughs> I mean, it is Pride Month, so you got to be out. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm still yet to go to the uh, Pride Parade. Problem is, it always happens in St. Louis, like the end of the month, and that's like the 
most time that I'm guaranteed for overtime right now, I definitely need the money. And also, it costs some money to drive to St. Louis right now. That's a bit of an issue. Um, so I'm probably not going to make it out this year. Hopefully at some point I, I do end up making it to the uh, Pride Parade. As, uh, I know Shelly's gone several times. <clears throat> but uh, I guess I'll just have to make sure. But I... Since I have that set up in the room, I guess I'm going to be going into the closet at some point, hopefully, recording some stuff. I wanted to record some stuff earlier, but I was too tired after running. We did a uh, group run, and there was it, was it was pretty hot. Had some snow cones afterwards, and uh, that helped cool me off. But as soon as I got home, all I wanted to do was fucking lay around. <laughs> and uh, that's why I had to have the Red Bull before doing this show. Was, uh, I'm an old man. i got to power through somehow. I'm quite curious to sound, to hear how good of a difference or how much of a difference rather uh the sound quality is now that I uh have all that foam up and uh you know maybe I'll do some recording of stuff stuff in there and uh try to hopefully get some voiceover work that'd be great uh, to get paid to do this that'd be fantastic I mean not to like do a long podcast but you know maybe just do a commercial or something whereas uh and I know I can at least get good audio quality of my recordings. I know that. Just have to, uh, man, I picked the worst time to finally <laughs> get that room set up because uh, with the triple digits temperatures, the problem is that room is like right above the AC. And that was one of the issues I had with, rec- I had originally gone to that room to record the podcast, there's a lot of echo, which surprises me. I th- would have thought this bedroom here in the penthouse would have been worse because there's higher roofs. or The ceiling's higher. It's like a vaulted ceiling, I guess. <clears throat> I thought maybe there would be more of an echo, but I, get, you know, I guess more enclosed is more of a problem. There's it, about the sounds bouncing off the walls because I guess I'm closer to the walls. And the ceiling, this is that's probably why this room ends up sounding better. Like, I think if anybody ever does come to this podcast, I might end up just setting up another mic in here because it just echoes too much in that room over there. But the, the real problem is you got the AC on. You can hear the fucking AC during the recording. So uh, maybe it'll cut down. I'll have to see. Now that I got all that foam up, it might cut down. On the sounds from the AC, but uh, I'm th- <laughs> I'm doubtful. Just being in that closet might might kill it. But if I'm doing a lot of recording in there, I'm probably gonna have to shut the AC off while that's going on. And if it's triple digits, I'm probably not gonna stay in there very long. And poor Agent Mulder here is gonna be sweating his ass off. I don't want to do that to the guy. I love the guy here. Trying to <laughs> trying to thin him out too a little bit is. I may have mentioned this. Uh, last podcast but uh unfortunately i've been i guess overfeeding him a little bit as he's put on a little bit of weight and he's getting he's getting awfully he's getting fat <laughs> and uh for a cat even to gain like a half a pound like that's that can mean some real serious issues i mean they can get diabetes all kinds of shit and uh you know he's missing a leg if he's got extra weight that's going to be just way more to deal with on those extra legs or not extra legs, but you know, missing the leg, he's already putting a lot of weight on his legs. Cause he's, he's not, uh, he doesn't have that fourth leg. And so that just puts even more stress on the legs he still has. So I'm trying to cut back on his food a little bit and hopefully get him in, in shape. Is uh, we got an ET situation. I think going on, we're both out of shape. We're uh, we got like a uh, Elliot and ET here. We're both, uh, <laughs> I get the laser pointer out more and try to get them all jacked and do on some exercise. Anywho, uh, but yeah, that's about all I've got is, uh, I can't remember any other things I was going to talk about as usual as, uh, I may end up finally getting that jury duty. Uh, at least I'll be able to talk about that, uh, after June, when, come July, I'll be really upset though if I do get jury duty. I do have to show up, and it lasts for like a week, and then I'm p- 
past <laughs> the day that I was would have been free, I'd be like, you motherfuckers, this is bullshit. I was supposed to be in the clear <laughs> June 30th. I'll be so pissed if on July 1st, I'm still having to deal <laughs> with jury duty. I don't know if that what day of the week July 1st is. But I'm going to be like, you motherfuckers. Oh, that's the worst part. Like, I don't mind, like, going in for, like, a day. That wouldn't be too bad. But just thinking about if I have to get sequestered for, like, a week or something, like, that just fucking sounds horrible. And, again, I this penthouse isn't cheap. I need to get overtime in. They don't really pay you for jury duty. They pay you, like, a little bit, but it's, like, a fucking joke what they give you. Um, So I really need the money, you know? Uh, Anyway... <laughs> I think that's enough with that. And uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.